0: today's high-end gaming we talk about half-life the half-life series game that probably everybody who's listening all three of you have played or pretended you've played or wanted to play um i'm your host matt with me is co-host The sleep god slash just teddy <laughs> and uh we have a super hello. special guest oh yeah teddy say hello 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 uh, <laughs> We have a super special guest today, Dusty Weiss. He is a huge fan of the Half-Life series. Uh, he's the host of the Lead Balloon Podcast, a marketing podcast that's pretty great. It's not one of the boring ones. He's been voted one of the best podcasts of the year, I believe, I can't remember the exact publication.
1: That it, was, uh, it was Ad Week, Ad, Ad Week's week. marketing podcast of the year, which is for, uh, for sitting alone in my basement, Talking to myself uh, is uh, higher praise than I ever expected to get.
0: Well, congratulations, Thanks. Dusty is also the founder and president, <laughs> the founder and president of PodCamp Media. So, go check out the Lead Balloon podcast after this. Listen to this first, then definitely check listen out. to
1: these guys first.
0: And so he got a Teddy. You hear that? He got a, a a quote or a mention or what's it called? Celebration. I can't think of the word in Ad Week which is a perfect segue for us to read our ad for the podcast. So we're recording on remotely FM. And if you're a podcaster, you know how difficult it can be to record high quality remote interviews. Remotely FM makes it super simple for you to record your next interview. The platform records each participant locally on separate studio quality audio and video tracks. The tracks are automatically backed up and much more. To start recording great remote interviews and to learn more, go to Remotely FM. I hate reading the ad. I always cut out the part after where I say I don't like reading it. Do you read ads, Dusty? You have ads? Uh,
1: I've had to read an ad or two in my day. Uh, I don't have to deal with any right now, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 cost of admission, really. Uh, if uh, if if you want to get paid for what you do. Um, it helps to have really quality, uh, brands that, uh, that want to get at your audience and, and are willing to pay you to do it. So,
0: yeah, uh, I always, you know, ads, I wish, um,
1: wish I had more ads and I wish
0: I had abs. You know what I, mean?
1: <laughs> I had abs once.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had one app forever. Ted, how many abs you got?
2: I got one and it's under like a, it's under a lot of stuff. <laughs> So that's, um, uh,
1: that's uh, you know around where I'm from in Wisconsin, you know, we like to say what do you need a six pack for when you can have a kegger.
0: Yeah, there you go. I'm going to use that. It's all power. That's all power, Ted. That's all that is. So, um before we jump into Half-Life, Dusty, which was is your favorite game, correct? Half-Life 2 is my all-time favorite Half-Life game. Half-Life 2 Ever. Okay, it
2: is. Oh, wow.
0: Did
1: you play the new one? Did you play Alex? No, it's uh, it's on my to-do list, but it pains me to say it, that since I became a dad, my list of games to play is just getting longer, <laughs> and I, uh, well, I'm going to need to take a vacation from the kids just to <laughs> catch up on that a little bit.
0: Or, like, play it with them, I, but they're probably too young.
1: Uh, once once they get a little bit older, uh, I'm gonna start introducing them to some of the classics. I got the SNES yeah. emulator uh, okay. ready to fire up. We'll, that's we'll a, that's how you want to do it, right? That uh, is how uh, given
2: you do the it. experience uh, you had when you were a kid, yeah, like, like in playing, order playing the 8 bit and the 16, then then you're moving on to the PlayStation. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's really a matter of making sure that they appreciate how good they have it. Right, because if you just drop them in to GTA 5 as a for instance they're going to be like oh all video games are this and you need to make them appreciate how we came up so that they can really learn to love video games the way that we did it's it's sort of like the old debate that I don't think it is a debate but uh, an argument I've had with some of my friends recently of if you're showing your kids Star Wars for the first time, what order do you show it to him?
0: Oh man, we—it's funny—we did a Star Wars episode, oh. and um, we actually the two of us we we had to go pick up a USB from a friend of ours because they had an anime on there that we wanted to watch. Um, and he was watching the Star Wars movies, and he was oh, watching them was chronologically. He was watching like one first, like episode one, episode two, or like the the prequel trilogy. Then the original trilogy, then the sequel trilogy, and um, we did a lot of talking about that on the Star Wars episode. We talked about the games for a little bit, but then we went into how like ever, all but like two of the movies are really bad are, are really bad in Star Wars of the nine, and um, sadly, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's like but you still watch them. It's like, dude, I think every Harry Potter movie is is like kind of trash, but I'll still watch all nine in a row. Or if there's a... Uh, really? Yeah, man. But I'm not going to... You just let him play. You just watch Harry grow into a man. Into a into a man, into a man wizard. And then he fights the guy from Red Dragon.
1: That was just win-win for everybody. But yeah, no, you can't... I, I feel like there's a moral imperative. I don't want to drag us too far off topic. Oh, although, it's fine. We do it all uh, the time. I yeah. think that there's a moral imperative with Star Wars... To start your kids with four, five, six. Yeah, I believe, you don't start yeah. them with one, two, three because then you don't even need to
0: show them one, two, three. Really, I I feel like Except
1: for Samuel eventually, Jackson. yeah, Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson with the purple lightsaber <laughs> is a moment. Uh, Yoda, yeah, Yoda. fighting Yoda fighting Count Dooku yep. is a moment. All right, <laughs> like th- the prequel trilogy is not without redeeming qualities. Uh-huh. It's just Darth overall. overall Darth, Darth Maul, Duel of the Fates. Oh is, is, is my god! Not like
2: the quickest fight in in Star Wars history, the Darth Maul fight. That motherfucker just falls through the the air shaft and is gone for the rest of the movie.
0: When they cut him in half?
2: Yeah, they cut him in half. Like they're like doing little dance routine, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the and the the windows are closing. No, but am I wrong? Isn't that like
2: a a, a really quick fight?
1: I think it's certainly the the shortest that any villain stuck around to
2: Because I feel like I watched that movie because I really liked Darth Maul, and I was disappointed when I watched it last time.
1: Even Count Dooku got two movies. For real. And Darth Maul, who is like one of the most badass villains in Star Wars, sticks around for one movie and then just... Gets cut in half and disappears, and and I get it. He comes back in the cartoon later on, and, and yeah, he
0: comes back in the cartoon. Yeah, all as that, a, as like a spider person,
1: not the same. That's not pretty
0: same.
2: scary looking, though. Like honestly, yeah,
0: but I mean, like we're all thinking it. Like he, I mean, just give him regular have, legs. He doesn't have his legs. He Doesn't have his balls. I'm I mean, assuming he's an alien. He might not have had like balls in the <laughs> hole. You know what I mean? I'm he's probably assuming. a probably Maybe. Well, you see his chin. <laughs> But, you know, you have to assume that he has similar... It's still gone, though.
1: (laughs) I was always actually fairly convinced that those horns on top of his head were his reproductive organs. Or
0: that's where he poops out of. like an avatar.
2: (laughs) Like, they just play with each other's uh, hair. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. They just
0: lock lock the little demon tips at the top, like deer, when deer fight. I know, Dusty, (laughs) you know a little bit about deer fighting.
1: I know a little bit about that. I, uh... Uh, I actually got myself some venison uh, this year by sounding very, yep. very much like two deer fighting. Even though oh, I was not that. Oh,
0: you ra- you rattled the um, antlers. It's
1: working, working the rattle bag. Oh, the rattle the bag wild. and the during grunt the call is what brought him in. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. See, I was like, uh, my deer uh, that I got was right before the rut really picked up, picked up. It was in November, but it was before the peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted, this is uh, Dusty and I bonded. We we met at a a conference. And we bonded over our love of hunting when we did like a follow-up call. Well, that's awesome. So Ted knows how often I'm out hunting. I was actually out. Today was opening day of Six Day Shotgun in New Jersey. Oh, nice for dear, and I didn't. Uh, uh, all right, so we're gonna we're, we go off on tangents. It's, it's Nerds. like that's, that's why. That's why. That's why, I, that's why I make sure we run the ad. Like, <laughs> and after like, that, you're
1: good. Like you're good. people, anybody who's tuned
0: in for Half Life is just like, when the fuck are they gonna?
1: Guess get Guess what? Them? You're gonna get five minutes of Half
0: Life. <laughs> Fucking like, just be patient, motherfuckers? You know. So, um, uh, opening day shotgun. Like everybody in their mother is out hunting because like just getting a hunting license in new jersey it gives you the right to go out for a six-day shotgun and it's the only time you can shoot two bucks right oh okay it's a big deal uh, so it's the biggest day sunrise is at 708
2: so mass slaughter of animals no it day. wasn't that
0: bad but i'm sitting and i'm sitting in my stand it's it's 750 and this fucking guy comes walking through the woods blows up my entire spot and then gets in his truck and
1: leaves. Never even saw me. He was a hunter. He was a he hunter. Was, well, No, 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 no. He wasn't a hunter. He, no, was, he was a guy a that likes to go for a walk in nature with yeah. a shotgun. He's he he's a clown hunter because
0: <laughs> you don't yo know, you have to like like he was window shopping, homie. Yo, know, he was window shopping. He's a straight up pretend, <laughs> pretender.
1: Oh, well, if I walk out into the woods with a gun, I'm sure a deer will present itself to I, me to be I harvested. This guy sat, sat in, this
0: guy sat in his stand for a full hour of shooting light on the most <laughs> busiest hunting day of the year and just trashed my whole fucking setup. And like, I hate that. Yeah. I was just like, well oh, a little fucking doe runs by me. I could have, <laughs> I could have shaken its hand, but.
1: Uh, that's, that's the frustration of hunting on public land. And no, the, and it's not, it's not public land. It's a, it's oh, a hunting serious? club.
0: It's a hunting club and this jabroni. This guy was just <laughs> walking through
1: your, through this your land.
0: Betrayed me. It, uh, you know, what's he going to do? He's not going to leave the woods. Like he, he he's got to, he's got to go. I understand it happens, <laughs> but you know, it, it,
1: it, uh, you can still be upset about it. You know what I mean? I, so gun deer opener here in Wisconsin and I'm sitting out in my blind and about eight Oh five, I had a little buck pop his head out of the woods and he picked me immediately and took off running yeah. And so I took a shot on the run. I normally wouldn't, but I had a really long time to line it up. Mm-hmm. And I let him enough so that if I missed, it would be a clean mess, not uh, a clean miss, not a messy miss, um, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, and so I missed clean, and he disappeared back into the woods. And then 20 minutes it, it, 20 minutes after I fired my 308, uh I, I through 308. the woods come two young women wearing blue and gray out for a morning hike. On the opening Whoa. day of gun deer season, step right into the spot where 20 minutes earlier I had fired my 308, and I was just flabbergasted that anyone would be so dumb as to be out walking around in the woods, a out for a hike, but b not even wearing blaze orange, dude. That's that's asking for trouble.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. And for for reference, Ted, like when when you're sitting out there, and whether you've been sitting out for five minutes or three hours. Once the deer that you like want to shoot comes by, you lose your mind. Like your heart starts going bananas. You start like you tense up. You, you're like hyper focused. All like sound goes away in the world, and it's just like you and this creature that the bloodlust. The bloodlust is real. It's called buck fever. The We're buck really fever, out. man. And, and two and, women
2: show up and 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 just fuck it all up. Yeah. Because of the smell, too, and, like, the...
0: Oh, yeah, your shirts pretty are, much everything, Yeah, the noise, the smell, yeah,
1: your it's over. You're much not going to see any more deer.
0: Yeah, they're just going to run the opposite direction. But, um, so let's... Let, all right, that was great. I'm, I'm glad that whoever stuck around for after the hunting stuff, we're going to get back into video games. Because hunting, you all like to shoot guns in video games. Like, go fucking hunting. There's too many deer. There's too many ducks, too, and geese. And they're all racist. So you just... You're doing the right thing. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody's
1: they're, all like, oh, you would shoot Bambi? You would shoot Bambi? And I say, sparing him the alternative of starving to death and freezing to death in the winter? Yeah, I'd disease. shoot Bambi and put him out of his misery.
0: That's the big thing. It's the disease, too, because there's too many of them. They're all, like, incest and stuff like that. That's bad, man. Oh, yeah. No, oh, they're, shit, they're thick. There's oh, too, yeah, they're man.
1: overpopulated, and so they starve to death in the winter because there's not enough food. So you're taking, oh. you're taking a critter... That would starve to death and suffer in the wild, and then get ripped up by coyotes after it dies. And you are turning that creature into food for your family. Would, would that is a much say, more productive mm-hmm. use.
2: Well, they say humane death, right?
1: Yeah, good, quick, good, clean yeah. death. Good, yeah. clean death for a deer.
0: And, you know, or what we could do? A nice segue, come and get ready for it. We could find a way to open up a portal to another like dimension and send the deer there.
1: Where <laughs> there's enough food for everybody.
0: No, they'll just get murdered by the Zen, which are the you know <laughs> the Half-Life um, jabronis. So before we get into Half-Life, what games have you been playing? What games have you had time? This is a segment we do called "What Games Have You Played," and it is I'm just going to ask you what games you've been playing last since we talked, Dusty.
1: Yeah, uh, 2020 for me has been about uh, three video games. Okay, and the first one actually came out late in 2019. Um, this is, uh, actually all the games I've played this year have been old school throwbacks to my childhood. Uh, the first one was MechWarrior 5, Mercenaries. You guys played any MechWarrior? I
2: Ted knows MechWarrior. What, for like the original Xbox?
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about way original. MechWarrior 1 came out, it's all based on the, uh, the Battletech universe, which is actually a tabletop game. Um, but MechWarrior is the uh, the original one came out I think it was like 99 1992 1991 for pc Wait. and oh, and sad. they put out boy, six or seven games for pc that like between a 2D in, in the side 90s scrolling game no no this is uh a uh, 3d uh, uh, first person piloting game gotcha. uh, yeah. where it's yeah. not a flyer. You're in a giant robot mounted yeah. up with guns and missiles and lasers, and you're stomping around on two legs fighting other giant robots and yep. tanks and airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And so they just rebooted the franchise after 20 years asleep, oh, wow. and uh, and put out this game that uh, has co-op mode for the first time in the series. So that's really that's uh, nice.
0: You got people to play with.
1: Yeah, yeah, my old buddies from high school. We're having a there little bit go. of euphoric recall. Same guys that I played the original MechWarrior games with, there you and go. and now we're all that's cool, uh, uh, squatted up on Discord, uh, playing playing Mech Five together and having a ball, man. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, I finally finally made time to play through GTA Five, which should tell you I'm about five years behind. No, you're about
2: nine years behind. Hey, it's a new game on <laughs> PlayStation Four, so you know what I mean, there's going to be new people playing it.
1: Well, Still, I'll get to that in, in about five PS5. or six years. So
0: <laughs> it's new on oh. PS5, Ted. Right? Yeah. And
2: yep.
1: then, uh, and then Star Wars Squadrons uh, is the other one that I've made time for this year, and that's that's with that same group of buddies from high school because we all played yep. X Wing Alliance together back in the day, and so now that there's a new Star Wars flight simulator out, we got to do it. We just got to I mean, do it.
0: I-, I think that's the year when um, I think it's going to be in three weeks. Uh, yeah, we're at episode eleven. Episode fourteen is our Star Wars episode. Nice. You're, you're gonna you dig that. That one got that one got pretty good. I was actually super happy with that one.
2: Five um, star material.
0: Yeah. Ted, what what games have you been playing?
2: I've still been playing Deus Ex. It's like the third time I'm playing through it.
1: That's classic.
2: And um well, I guess I'm playing the last one that was made. Human Revolution. Uh I didn't play so I played Human Revolution, and I played uh, the one before it. I'm trying to remember what it was called. But I haven't played the original ones. Because I heard the original ones were, like, super, super good. But yeah. uh, That's that? You've been playing Tekken still, or what? No, dude. I Because, like, I don't know. I haven't played it in, like, a while. So, like, I'm not as good. So, when I go back on there, I just, like, get my ass kicked. Yeah so like last time i played like uh i think me and my brother played i won one match and he won like 21.
0: that's kind of like somebody else who knows
2: (laughs) yeah we did a street fighter
0: episode and our buddy rich um he's the recurring rich he's in episode one we told him we look rich because like in street Fighter you fight chicks you fight monsters whatever whoever like you i mean i guess Blanc is kind of a monster yeah, uh, that's what I've been playing, uh, Dusty. I've been like hard, hard into the old Street Fighter games because the 30th anniversary collection came out on oh, on yeah. Switch, and I've been playing them. I-, I fell in love with them. Like I, w- I didn't play them back in the day, but like now I'm playing them. I'm like a new, I'm like a 25 year late Street Fighter fan.
1: Uh, Sometimes they're worth revisiting.
0: Dude, they're, I, uh, they're, I, I, I was fun, left man. in a
1: very sour, uh, left with a very sour taste in my mouth by Street Fighter because. My best buddy growing up was really good at it. Okay. So if I ever tried to play it with him, I was the guy who was 1 in 20. Yep. Yeah. I would just get my ass handed to him. Yeah, me. 1 in and... 20 is the number, man. Cause
0: yeah. Our, our, <laughs> we asked Rich, we were like, dude, so what we, we're we going to get to a, a question from a fan, which the question from this same fan asked Rich, he goes, um, how many fights have you gotten with women and what is your win-loss percentage? And he was like, I'm like 1 in 20. <laughs> it, was, it was like his sister and it's like oh the that one win was like the last like she didn't want any smoke after that cause uh, he had grown into his man muscles
2: yeah it was pretty legendary Yeah.
0: so yeah I've, I've been playing Street Fighter a lot and I've also been playing Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening the, the remake on Switch I'm a pretty big Switch guy cause I just I play laying down oh yeah and I also play. I walk on the treadmill. And oh, I did like,
2: you hear that they uh, they had a, a update for the the Mario collection?
0: Oh, really? Oh, if they didn't add uh, Mario Galaxy Two, then I don't care. It, they added support for GameCube controller. I think. Oh, that's right. I did see that. It's trash. They, that's what this is. What Nintendo did? They put out a game, the Mario Three D All Stars, and they said you can only buy it between November and. May, March, and then it's never going to be sold ever again. So everybody bought the shit out of it.
2: Yeah, has it been six months
1: already? Did they shut no, it down? It's,
2: right? No, it's March. It's so much
0: time to buy the game. It was, I got swindled you by really, the You
1: really think they're serious about not selling it after March? It says it on, I mean, who They knows? said they were going to shut sorry. down digital copies too.
0: Yeah, they were going to stop digital too.
1: The Eagles said they were going on a farewell tour in, like, 1988, and guess what? The Eagles are still playing together.
0: What's that line in uh, Big Gabowski? I fucking hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> I always thought that was about the Philadelphia Eagles because I'm a Giants fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. We Green Bay Packers uh, did a number on them I yesterday. I respect the Green Bay Packers.
0: I respect the Packers. I don't respect the Cowboys.
1: No. No. No, I the like Cowboys
0: the Cowboys, are trash.
2: but I, I like <laughs> the
0: day. All my friends who are Cowboys fans, trash. You heard it from Dusty. He's not, <laughs> not even from here. I'm
1: sorry, we're America's team. Oh, okay, why are you America's team? Because we were good in the '90s and because we're from Texas. Pfft. Yeah, that's that's your justification for being America's team. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say some shit, but I'm, we'll just we'll just move on. <laughs> um, let's just so because of that question from a fan, we got this question from. Uh, oh, well, I'll let you pick. You you there's Abernathy or Jim Jimothy? Which question do you want first?
1: Well, Abernathy's a great name.
0: Aber okay, so Abernathy. She's from Florida, or Kansas. She lies. She tells us different. Yeah, uh, every time. So she said uh, Abernathy Broomhildequist. Her last name. Uh, has a question for Dusty. Who would win in a fight? This is a Half-Life question. Who mm. would win in a fight, Gordon Freeman or Morgan Freeman?
1: <laughs> Gordon Freeman by a long shot, but the Morgan voiceover. Morgan Freeman's God. The voiceover would be epic.
0: More, yeah, it would be. He's just hes like, I'm getting I can't do it. I'm not going to do the voice. I, I, right. I, I
1: think I will get canceled. All right.
2: Gordon Freeman don't talk, does he? No,
0: he doesn't talk. So it's like n- it's like the
1: ultimate voice first, the no voice. For all we know, Gordon Freeman's voice is Morgan Freeman,
0: or oh, it's like Mike Tyson, you know. <laughs> it's like- I think <laughs>
2: Gordon Freeman like shaved, like shaved his beard, and, like just. Uh, I think he's the same dude from GTA Three. I think it's the same dude.
0: Which dude? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Dude, it, it's it's funny. Gordon Freeman, um, he's like. Voted one of the greatest uh, video game characters of all time. Like,
1: and he never says a word. Yeah,
0: and you you never really see his face. You know, in in game. Yeah, either. I don't
2: think there was any like working mirrors
1: in that game.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: No, but, you only ever see him on the box. Yeah, or or in the fan art, which frankly became some of my favorite stuff. But no, the whole the whole thing that they did with with Gordon Freeman and never saying a word. Was and and I think it was a a great move on their part, sort of re-examining the notion of narrative structure in video games. Mm -hmm. And And I should have warned you guys; I get really meta in my analysis of video games, right? After those
0: first twenty minutes, that what we were talking about (laughs) is is what the poor bastards tuned in from, (laughs) right? No,
2: but those those uh voiceovers for the scientists. That dude, that dude had a funny voice.
1: Yeah, but. But the reason that they didn't give Gordon Freeman a voice or any dialogue in the movies, is be, in, in the video games, is because they wanted you to impose yourself, superimpose yourself in the story. They wanted you to feel like you were Gordon Freeman. And so I don't know about you guys, but when I played those games and somebody walked up to me and, and, and talked at me, I was like yelling at my computer. I'm like, hell yes, that's what we're going to do. You're going to give me a dune buggy? Hell yes, let's do it. Let's take that <laughs> dune buggy, and we're going to go all the way to Nova Prospect with that I, thing.
0: I would just murder them.
2: So oh They would stop
0: talking. I would just shoot them.
2: I thought so, it was hilarious. Once did I you play both of them on the PC?
1: So I played... Uh, this is, <laughs> I, uh, You guys are going to be like, why are we bothering with this guy? I never played the original Half-Life. Oh, man, why are we bothering with this guy? I picked it up just kidding at half-life 2 and jumped right in and just fell in love with it and there's that's okay though because
0: uh not to cut you off but like half-life 1 is hey we fuck something up a portal opens gordon shuts it and then i mean have you seen the ending to half-life
1: yeah, I've, I've I've read about it. I've studied up on it. After okay. I played through Half-Life 2, I wanted to know more. Actually, I started playing Half-Life 2, got through the intro, shut it off, called up my buddy who gave it <laughs> to me, and I said, what did I miss here? Because yeah. they really do just drop you right into yeah. it, and the G-man comes out and starts yep. talking to you. I'm like, hang on, I need to go back and play Half-Life 1. And my buddy's like, no, you don't you're supposed to feel a little bit lost in this story. Like yeah. they just dropped you into a completely different time from where you were. And pretty much everything that happened in the last game is irrelevant. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to enjoy this anyway. And he's like, yeah. And I did. Uh, I, I started playing that game. It was sophomore year of college and it was a week before finals. Uh, oh. And I, I downloaded it cause I needed to like blow off some steam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I just didn't study for any of my finals that year. <laughs> um did but, you fail? Uh C's get degrees, man.
0: Damn. I never heard that before, but it, Snuck through it, that. I
1: know it's true.
0: C's <laughs> you're all about Half-Life
1: Jeez. It just I got sucked down the Half-Life 2 rabbit hole and didn't come up until New New Year's. I did that I same shit
0: with uh, Fallout New Vegas.
1: Mm, yeah. I did
0: the exact same thing. Yeah, that one will get you too. Literally finals. I think I think it's just what like students, like gamer men, women, gamer humans who have finals coming up or a stressful time in their life and they're just like, oh, I got all this work to, but I really want to buy this game. I, I told myself I was going to buy it after finals but then you buy it like the week before and you fuck off all your finals. I, I can't, I can't, when you told me that story like a month ago when we talked, I was like, dude, I think, I think everybody does that and we're all just like not telling each other you know it's like like
2: human nature
0: yeah it's like there's like human nature like things that people do in the bathroom like we all do the same shit but we don't talk about it but it's like people people react to to stimuli in similar ways and stress video games dude video games clear me clear my brain out wonderfully when when i got a lot of work or when i've had a, a long day or something like that video games are except street fighter i get super fucking angry <laughs> I take it it's out the of emotional my reset.
1: It's it, playing a video game is is a meditative state in a lot of ways because yeah, uh, you you stop focusing on the little distractions that you've got in your head. Uh, you stop worrying about paying your bills. Sometimes you accidentally stop worrying about studying for finals or going to work. Whoops! Uh, but um, ultimately, it it allows you to take your consciousness and invest it in something other than the day-to-day grind it is i would argue a meditative state
0: yeah and i mean like i was saying like with street fighter when street fighter is going good for me i'm i'm just like so zoned in like when i play halo go back and play some of the old games um it is definitely a meditative it's definitely like where i want to be teddy you know what i'm talking about it's like when i get a game or a game or the only other time it happens to me is when I'm working on something I really enjoy, or like I'm reading a book that I really, really like, where I just can't get enough of it. And that time of my life is just happy times, like good times. Like the world isn't trash,
2: you know. See, you'll you'll get good at street fighter once you learn how to harness that saltiness. You gotta you gotta take that <laughs> that defeat and that saltiness, and you gotta harness that energy. It, yeah. it, dude, like, like because I play Tekken. And I get my ass beaten that all the time. But like I don't like rage quit or nothing like that. You know, like I like I learned how to like keep my cool. Like it's helped me like with my patience. Like super super helped me with my patience.
0: Yeah, I, I think um um that reminds me of like the immersion of certain games and you were talking about how like uh, you know, Gordon Freeman doesn't speak, but they also have no cutscenes in that game either.
1: So nothing it's like, to break you out of that yeah, moment Yeah,
0: there's nothing to break you out of that. There's oh, it's everything's just one long um uh, like say I pl- I played it and then I watched like a run I'll turtle. tell you the
2: only thing to break you out of that is the loading screens. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, played, was... I played that, but I ended up playing the first Half Life on the Dreamcast. And I don't know if you guys know about that, but Do not. um it was never released on the Dreamcast. They made it, but the uh, the system end up dying before they could like publish it. But oh, like wow. s- somebody put it online or whatever and I downloaded it and I played it. And that's the worst part about that is the loading loading in between the uh the levels. But uh like that that shit was hard as fuck. Like it probably took me like five years to beat that game. <laughs> Just well, from like going like back and forth every now and then be like you know what, let me inch, inch my way over here, and then, like, I'd, I'd jump over something, and then I'd be like, all right, save it, done. Like, maybe next week I'll play this shit or whatever.
0: <laughs> well, the the I played it, and I, I never beat Half-Life 2, but I beat Half-Life 1. The, I was watching, uh, but I watched my brother beat Half-Life 2, so I wasn't as motivated to, like... Like, I watched him play the whole, like, l- like 75% of the game till the right, end. Right, right. And um I played like the beginning and I beat the first one. But by the time um like we were getting ready for this podcast, I was like, Fuck, I don't really remember this shit. So I watched <laughs> the video, um, like a run through. One guy, he beat Half Life, the first Half Life, in like twenty five minutes. That's insane. I was telling you about that totally Dusty a while back. Speed like, runs, Yeah, speed runs. And then somebody beat Half Life Two in four and a half hours. <laughs> Oh, it's like no, no. It's like it's on YouTube. It's like no comments, no deaths, and that's that's no, no cheats. Screens.
1: That's no. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he could because I've it. seen the guys. No, with, well, like, speed
2: runs are a, mode. A, a, like you're allowed to exploit the game. If the game had like exploits in it, you're allowed to use all that shit. Mm-hmm. This so wasn't like, a speed run. This could was possibly for be cheating. Like yeah, maybe. I I think this was just like,
0: hey, I I'm gonna put the full. No, but run through the game. How,
2: it's just a bunch of puzzles, pretty much, right, Dusty? But he, like, but he mastered it's just a, a shitload of puzzles.
1: Well, it, it's puzzles. What I loved about Half Life Two was that it's not just pure shooter. It's not just a shooting gallery. There are moments of really intense action followed by really definitely
2: spaced out, pretty nice. Yeah,
1: just the pacing was so pacing. great. And you know, I think back to. Uh, uh, that level where, uh, you've got the airboat and that yeah. dope. Yeah, right when you I, get out of the city mm-hmm. and you're just cruising down these long canals, uh, and, and there's no action, no action. And after like, just feeling like you've been fighting and clawing for the first two or three levels of the game to find to like, get out of the city and just have some space. Uh, I thought was really, really gratifying and, and contemplative. And, and, you know, the uh, one of my favorite things about Half-Life 2, and I have a lot of things that I love about it, but one of the things that I love about this game was the sound design. And, and I say this as someone who has worked professionally with sound for most of my life. Um, I started working in radio when I was 17 years old and uh, uh from working in radio I uh went on to uh, uh do a little bit of time in public relations and marketing but then get into the podcast game which is how I make my living now and so audio and sound means everything to me and half-life 2 is one of the first experiences that I remember having where I was just absolutely enamored with sound um, uh, especially in the video game realm. Everything up to that point had been, you know, movies, you know, Star Wars, Jurassic Park. Oh, the sound design was incredible. But the sound design in Half-Life 2 is unrivaled, I think. Uh, certainly in the world of video games at that time and, and even today it stands up. Uh, where... Um, you know the the sound of that rickety old fan on the back of that airboat when it started out and it and it and it, and it would kick up like that. like I can still hear these sounds. Um, yeah. the wind whipping through those canals as you're just kind of cruising along, the sound of the grenades or the guns reloading and and then the absolute knockdown dragout sound moment of the entire game, the level, of Ravenholm and this haunted city of the damned populated by zombies that are just hiding around every corner moaning and the wind whipping between the buildings and, and this crazy dude with a shotgun running around on roofs and, and cackling, um, the sound of, uh, of, of the the downspouts on the side of buildings as you're sitting there and these like werewolf creatures are climbing up the downspouts and it goes to tung ta-tung, ta-tung as the downspouts are rattling back and forth and these creatures are like slavering their way up the thing. Just the whole thing is just one great big old PTSD factory where I, I went back like you, Matt, and I I uh, watched a, a few levels of, of playthrough just to like refresh myself and, and heard those sounds on the Ravenholm, uh, level and instantly just got the same goosebumps that I got more than 15 years ago when I played it for the first time.
0: <laughs> the audio do that. And it's, it, they say, uh, well, it was like 80% audio, 20% video in movies. And then you say that to people now, they say, no, it's 90, 90, 10,
2: like, um my favorite sound was uh getting getting your health back from the uh oh like it's like the fuck, it's like a percentage of like, your yeah, yeah that whole mm-hmm. shit Yeah the,
0: the, the, that like I'm I, I think like a good video game is uh, is so many different masterpieces rolled up it's like the actual story itself the actual the, and that's separate from the gameplay and that is separate from the soundtrack which is separate from the, um, what you were saying, like the sound design, and then the actual like video, like animation, like those. Each one of those things can be broken off and used in another. Used in
2: another medium. That was like one of the first games with like real physics too, right?
1: Oh, the physics engine was incredible. Yeah. Um, and and the ragdoll physics uh, was the best part, where you'd yeah, blow you somebody, somebody up and and. It wasn't, (laughs) like, up until that point in video games, when you killed somebody, there was, like, a built-in animation for how they died. Or they just just disappeared or or some mm -hmm. shit. Like, if you shot a a dude in Doom, he would go, and then, like, and then he was down. And Half-Life 2 was the first game where they're like, you know what, we're going to make this. Realistic, where you know, if they're moving forward and they get shot, they're gonna fall forward. If they're standing next to a barrel and it blows up, they're gonna go flying and their arms and legs are gonna get all twisted around. And it was, uh, it was shocking stepping into that for the first time and seeing these much more realistic deaths portrayed. You know, I've been playing violent video games oh, since yeah, I was like seven the, years, years old. Oh, yeah, like
2: go off and you'll see the body just like cartwheel up in the air. Just <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. flying
1: across <laughs> just, the room. You see
0: a blood splatter on a wall behind it? Like, yeah.
1: That. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, halfway through the game, they give you the gravity gun. Yep. And then you're just picking up barrels and blasting people with it and then just... Giggling like a little (laughs) schoolgirl as their bodies just get mangled by these, like that was just.
2: I think I think that's where I'm actually stuck now. I have got the gravity gun and uh, I'm in that workshop with all those blades. Mm. So that's where. And
1: Ravenholm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's where
1: I'm at. Yeah, that is. (laughs) Let's talk about Ravenholm for a second, right? Uh, So before uh, the portal opened up and these interdimensional aliens came in and took over what the hell kind of town was ravenholm uh because there's just saw blades laying all over the place really booby traps too right and explosive barrels just like everywhere i gotta figure that ravenholm was some sort of sawmill and napalm factory (laughs) <laughs> and who in the damn hell would want to take their family to live in a sawmill and napalm factory?
0: I mean, houses are cheap there. Maybe
2: that's what was booming <laughs> around You get a
0: three-bedroom house for $40,000 there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't the even quality of life money down. great, but
1: the cost? Can't
0: beat that. <laughs> Sir, just avoid the explosive barrels on your way to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, your kids go down and they play at this park, on <laughs> these um, um, <laughs> emptied out <laughs> uh, uh, uh explosive barrels and and recycled saw blades that's what they made the slide out of at the park
0: oh my god jesus that's that's that kind of stuff i mean some stuff you, you, they're in video games like why would there be health um things on the wall all over the place in this world does every, like why would there be the um cuz that was in the first one um that it kind that. of made sense in the first one. It don't make. It, it sense It made a in the little bit more one. sense in the first one. What the hazard he's in suit? in the facility. What's it called? What's the, is it? The it's not a power suit. That's what it's Samus a, wears. The, he, the heavy the suit.
2: Have, the have vac suit or some shit, right? Does it, You know what it's called?
1: Oh, I always just thought it was Gordon suit. I don't okay, know. Okay, so suit. <laughs> I think hazard suit, right? It might be it's hazard, hazard suit, suit, something like yeah. that.
0: But what, when you walk up, like there's just like charging stations for this unique suit.
2: Like all over the place,
0: I'm like, kind of, like oh, that, that's that's the suspension of disbelief
2: that I'm okay with,
0: you know. Like it's, <laughs> hey, you know like, what?
2: You know what I'm okay with too, and how in the boat you have the gun that has infinite ammo.
0: Yeah,
1: okay yeah. That, that. should have bothered good. me more than it did if it wasn't so fun to just drive all around blasting the holy crap out of everything. I would have been more bothered by the infinite ammo, but I got over it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well not only that but the gun this. in the in the boat the gun was like didn't like the vortigon install it like that that friendly alien yeah, dude. Yeah, he's right. like oh yeah i'll give you this gun so i always just figured that he used some of his like alien magic whatever to make it yeah there you unlimited go. ammo
0: yeah and like you you gotta do that you gotta cl- connect it in your own brain so that you can enjoy it like you know, like those eagles in Lord of the Rings. Like, why didn't they just fucking
2: show Dude, up early and fucking help everybody out? Like, literally, I just remembered um, meeting that dog or that the AI dog.
1: Dog, the robot.
2: Yeah, yeah, dog, the robot. That shit kind of scared the shit out of me at first. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I got to fight this thing? That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think I have enough ammo to fight this thing.
0: Is that and the one that like, you, yeah, uh, catch. that's when you get, the, yeah, that's when you get the gravity gun and you mm-hmm. like play yeah. catch with them. yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Alex's pet robot, which is named Dog, which, craziness. again, Half-Life 2's ability to take, and, and the graphics were good for the time, right? Yeah. But for looking two, at yeah, them now. Well, they um, put
0: all sorts of uh, mods on them now, like the ones you watch on YouTube, there's all they're all modded out, it, it looks beautiful, it looks like a. It looks like a uh, PS4 game.
1: Mm. That's cool. At the the time, like, you know, it was pretty good for the time, but looking at it now, it's like, oh, that's pretty clunky. But they made you fall in love with those characters. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I was emotionally invested in Dog the Robot's well-being. You know, later on when you are... Uh, uh, fighting in the streets with the resistance, and Dog comes out, and and he's fighting. He, he jumps onto one of those flying gunships and and zooms off over their eyes and I'm like, "No, Dog, come back to me, boy. I hope you're all right."
2: And isn't this a game that has uh multiple endings as well?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: I do not think so. I think I think there's just the one ending. Okay but uh
0: what happens at the end
1: oh the remember. end well, are we are we doing spoilers
0: yeah fuck everybody else we're doing spoilers <laughs> all right
1: at the end of the game uh uh, uh gordon freeman um so his speaking of pe- people that you're emotionally invested in alex vance mm, mm-hmm. had a crush on alex vance every every girlfriend that i had well, i mean her after name is spelled pretty cool oh yeah <laughs> she had to measure up to alex vance but uh, Alex and and Dr. Eli Vance uh, they get captured by the bad guy Dr. Breen, right? Mm-hmm. He takes them up into the citadel and so you, Dr. Gordon Freeman have to sacrifice yourself and allow yourself to be caught. And so you're taken up to the top of the citadel with them and uh, and then and then you're turned free by uh, I think it's Dr. Mossman was the uh, the other researcher who betrays you earlier in the game and then double crosses the bad guys to set you loose. And so you chase Dr. Breen, who's that guy who's like on all the videos and you hear his voice all throughout the game. Um, and uh, you chase him up to the top of the citadel uh, and you get a supercharged gravity gun that for the first time in the whole game, can just grab people and chuck Whoa. them. And so that becomes just a bloodbath where you're just running around fighting Combine troopers, grabbing them and blasting them off a cliff with the uh, with the gravity gun. And you get to the top of the citadel, and Doctor Breen is there, and he's trying to escape through a portal. And so this big generator is coming on, and you have to grab these like energy balls and blast his portal generator with it and tear it to pieces all around him. And uh, and the thing starts to collapse and then Alex comes running out. And I remember this vividly too. Alex comes running out. She's like, we did it. We did it. Oh, that thing. Oh, it looks kind of bad. And all of a sudden the thing explodes or it starts to, and then it slows down into slow motion. And this big ball of flame stops. And Alex is in the process of getting like blown backwards by it. And she stops in midair and the G man, the guy that, opens the game yeah. steps back out and he's like oh you've done really well we have someone else who's interested in purchasing your services and he puts you back into stasis and steps away not? into well, a door and the game ends
0: about. that's what we had to talk about that's like
2: Who? the the halo thing
0: yeah but like the, like the, the in
2: stasis dog
0: yeah but this is so much more sophisticated and mysterious than like they literally just put like Master Chief's like all right I'm gonna go into cryo sleep like just wake me up later and they're like okay see you later this guy stops time controls dimensions or some shit like is able to pop in and out of dimensions control portals and they never explain a single aspect of it as far as I know G man though
1: I mean that's your that's your Deus Ex Machina right there who is he. What are his intentions? Is he even a human? We don't know. Or is he just like somebody in the form of a human? He seems to be all powerful. So couldn't he just do his own dirty work instead of torturing poor Gordon Freeman into doing his dirty work for him? What is this guy's deal? Why does he take uh, uh, promising young physicists and turn them into murder machines? uh, I I, I
0: had a bit of a theory.
1: Okay. Shoot.
0: so the first the, what i'm thinking it's like a, it's like a mario 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 bros mario bros 3 situation where like mario only saved peach once fought Bowser once the rest is just like imitation and mario's just a fucking loser right um, who can't who can't get over the fact that peach didn't love him back even though he like did all this crazy stuff killed a giant turtle dragon and uh <laughs> the third the third game it's all stages if you remember it's all it's all like uh set pieces and stuff like that theater so the comparison is that the first game the first half life game actually happened like cuz on earth you know Gordon Freeman he opens the the portal and then he like splits he splits dimensions splits timelines something like that and uh, attracts the attention of like these other beings, the G-Men, which is similar to the Rick and Morty episode. Uh, you watch Rick and Morty, Dusty? Love Rick and Morty. the w- the time The time police. Oh yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you fuck with time. The time police shows like up junk, like
2: like Time Cop, John claude Van Tam type shit. Not even close. It's like
0: it's a guy <laughs> he looks like a fucking testicle and he has a gun that's like a worm. Uh, you you're telling you me you haven't te- seen played by uh, what's phrase from Coil?
2: Testicle. You said okay.
1: Like, <laughs> like he, uh, yeah like balls like that's he's like a testicle person it's, it's, it makes what, sense if you'd see him you gotta watch the you, show you gotta watch the show I no, can't believe he,
0: you haven't seen that show yet Ted. no I've seen it have you seen the episode I'm talking about yeah then why I, <laughs> 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 so, he just oh, wants yeah. to hear you say yeah, testicle yeah, just person again yeah. t- he shit that he already knows um, and fucking make me horribly lose track of what I was saying. I used to do oh, that in so like the I feel like in too. in Half Life they just straight up like they attracted the power, like they opened up this power structure, and then they're just viewing how like wow look at all these dumb humans. They just wipe that entire dimension out. But because Gordon Freeman did so well, they're like, we we can like use this guy and like kind of throw him in other. Other simulations and get better at like creating the perfect alien or so. I my my theory kind of falls apart in the thir- in the last third, but uh, that's what I that's what I think actually happens. So I don't think Half Life Two actually happens on Earth. I think it's just a simulation that Gordon Freeman is thrown into as part of they uh, they
2: they come back and get Gordon Freeman and he has to shoot Lincoln in the head and then they then they freeze him again.
0: <laughs> I was like I, I was like he's got something. Gordon
1: Freeman was on the grassy knoll.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Um, that's basically what it is though. It's like he's, they're just putting him through different simulations in, in a way so to So wait,
2: Gordon, Gordon Freeman is the original winter soldier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 or or really it's like what they do in
0: Metal Gear where they're just like everybody's
2: everybody's clone
0: everybody's a clone and they're like trying to make the perfect soldier and they're trying to re re uh like <laughs> redo events to to put a soldier through those events so that he becomes <laughs> experienced that's the fucking entire plot line to Metal Gear Solid 2 Dusty I don't know how well you know that series but it's uh it's the most it's like you get a bunch of glitter and you pour it on a <laughs> on a fucking pile of trash and you sell it for $60 and people say it's the best
1: video game Yo, of all time. Stop. Got him again. Got him again. Oh man. I haven't I haven't invested any time in metal gear so Don't I, if if you I, want to don't, don't.
0: don't. If you if you if you have 90 <laughs> minutes, that the 90 minutes that we talked about it on the podcast episode 6, that's all I need. You'll save
2: You'll save years.
0: Yeah, you'll save years of just getting... Dude, the fifth movie, the fifth game is like 40 minutes long. But there's there's like 72 hours of side quests.
2: Dude, speaking of, they got the actor to the movie. Oh, yeah, it's
0: trash. It's going to be trash, too. Well, it's the guy who plays Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac. Trash. Who is playing Snake in Metal Gear Solid movie.
1: I, uh, I mean, it's like when they took uh, uh, Mila Jovovich and put but her in every Resident video Evil game
0: movie ever.
1: <laughs> well, but Resident Evil was the first one, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And and everybody who was a huge Resident Evil fan went into that and they're like, "Oh man, we're finally we're gonna see Raccoon City and we're gonna do this. Leon." Some.
2: And <laughs> everyone's disappointed. Let's play video this. game
1: had nothing to do with the movie that was produced, bearing its name. Wasn't Jill
2: in the second one, though?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they eventually started throwing him in there. I think Leon shows up. It's, those movies.
1: But, but, Mila Jovovich, Mila Jovovich was like the hot commodity at the time, and so they just, they grabbed her and they're like, okay, you'll do. Uh, 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 Poe Dameron, like, Poe Dameron actor, yeah. you're a hot commodity right now. You'll dude, he, do. You can be Snake.
0: Dude, he single-handedly made the Apocalypse X-Men movie trash just all by himself. Hey, good w- for him. He got w- paid. Fucking, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, I, he paid. I, I think he's sleeping fine. He probably did that shit on purpose, too. Like, oh, you're going to put me in this trash makeup? I'm not even going to
1: act. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to... I, I can't be mad at the guy because when you're given a trash script, like why would you why would you try to act? Why would you invest That's your heart and soul? That's the story of
2: Arnold's career, man. That's dude, the Arnold's dude, dude, lifestyle. This guy, well, we were at Rich's house and Jingle All the Way was on, and yep. he was cracking on Jingle All the Way. Oh my god! And I think that movie is a masterpiece. So I'm looking at you like, am I missing something here? Is my nostalgia blinding my eyes? You're missing taste. That movie's hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's like you look past all the horrible, like, one star. I look past a lot of shit if Arnold's in
2: the movie, honestly.
0: Dude, the best part of that movie was
2: that it ends. The best part of that movie. Sinbad's in that movie. That's I was hilarious. gonna say Sinbad.
0: Was
1: yeah. he? Yeah, he I remember was. The nothing. He was I remember nothing man. about Jingle all the way. Yeah. I know
0: I've seen it. He's he's gotta get Turbo Man yeah, for his, his kid. Because tur- he's a bad father, and uh if he gets his toy <laughs> for his son, his son won't like I don't know, like like do drugs when he's older. It was like
2: back in the day when everybody had to buy their children the buzz light year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, the same scenario. Tickle, Tickle me, Elmo. Scenario. Tickle me, Elmo. That was
1: a big thing. My hey.
2: parents got me Elmo. I don't know how old I was. What, you got Buzz Lightyear? Does that, does that matter? No, I got Woody, they got, me the,
0: they got me the horse. I didn't even get, I didn't Only even get a Only Buzz Lightyear character. I got was
2: out of the damn kids meal. <laughs> 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 and, and, oh, check this out. My parents got me the Gorgonauts, too. I didn't even get any small soldiers. I had all Gorgonauts, <laughs> dog.
0: you remember that you remember that movie dusty small soldiers
1: small soldiers nope oh man that that was in the
0: that was like a 1997
1: john i (laughs) you know what i remember about the 1990s i remember bill clinton and nirvana
0: what about bill clinton Certain event, yeah, a certain oral, thing, oral, or, uh, the oral office,
1: <laughs> you know, and uh, and 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 then I remember uh, getting a detention in middle school, and that's everything I remember from the nineties. Damn! Wow! <sighs> and Independence Day. Yeah, that was a good movie.
0: That was you, I like the second one. It was like twenty years later.
1: But Will
2: Smith wasn't in that one, though, dude. No, he died. He died <laughs> off screen. It, it doesn't matter. That one doesn't
1: count. I can't believe... How how much disrespect could the producers of Independence Day 2... How, is there anything they could have done more to disrespect Will Smith than to be like, they Oh, put yeah, his, son his, in character, his character died in a plane crash.
0: They could have put what? his son in the movie instead. That would have been worse. You do so. <laughs>
1: well. you know what i'm
0: saying uh dusty we're coming up on an hour i don't want to go over Are you you good for a couple of minutes you, I, got I, a few, th-
1: I got a few more minutes for sure okay
0: well um i want you to get some closing there's three things that i uh, we did need to
1: abernathy do. ask your damn
0: question abernathy was uh she asked the question uh gordon freeman versus morgan freeman oh okay but we got we have one more question from our other longtime fan jimothy and then um, I want to. I want you to talk about your podcast real quick, and I want to do closing thoughts uh, slash video, like closing thoughts on Half Life slash video games you're looking forward to. So, you which which one do you want to do first? I'm gonna let you choose, Dusty.
1: Oh my gosh, uh, uh, let's do let's do the the question from Jimothy. Okay. So and uh, I I honestly I uh all right yeah yeah I'm for it let's do it.
0: Okay, so, Timothy, um, he's but a, he's a weird guy. He goes, "What's the difference between the game Half Life and a midlife crisis, and why do both of them make me horny?"
1: <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't want to do any of these questions.
2: <laughs> so, That's fine. Fuck Timothy. You're
0: actually yeah, yeah, You don't have to I'll, answer. You questions. don't have to. Timothy Testaverde from New York. I've never met him. He just popped up in my emails, and honestly, I don't know if it's a honestly, real person. I think or not. he's.
2: I think he. T- I think he emails the wrong.
1: I think it's podcast. Ted. I think it's Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? No, I can do this. I can answer this question. The difference to between Half Life Two and a midlife crisis. I can do this because
0: <laughs> there's a second part to the question. Do you want me to X that part out? I
1: don't. I don't know why it makes him horny. <laughs> Either one of them, I'm gonna I'm gonna let yeah. him sort that out. But I could tell you the difference between Half Life Two and a midlife crisis because I actually, you look at Gordon Freeman, and he looks like one of those dudes who's middle aged but he's cut. Right, yeah. this is a dude that's not gonna have a that midlife leathery crisis skin. because he takes care of himself.
0: Yeah,
1: and it was around that same time I. <laughs> uh, I went through all my midlife crises when I was in my early 20s. Went out, bought a motorcycle. Uh, 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 Damn, you're saying you're only you going to live to be 40? Th- that might be the takeaway lesson here. I hope that's not the case. But what I really hope it means is that by getting my midlife crises out of the way, when I was a younger man, I won't have any when I actually get to the point of, uh, of being midlife. And so I look at that period of my life when I was 19, 20 years old, playing Half-Life 2, living my best life, going out and taking stupid risks, staying up all night, uh, uh, riding around on a motorcycle, uh, doing all these things that you're supposed to do during a midlife crisis. And I look at that and I say,
0: just with a healthier heart,
1: I was able to live my life to its fullest when I was a young man. So now that I'm an old man, Thirty-five years old, settled down, wife, oh, two no. kids, yeah, not as no, much man. time for video gaming as I want. Now I don't have to worry about it. I got it all out of the system. <laughs> She's Midlife crisis averted.
2: Years old. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, I went through a bit of a time in my life. Uh, I used to like really like the light stuff on fire, so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> Mostly stuff in sewers, you know, just like dropping gas. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, so. I bet you're glad you got that out of the system. Jimothy, what, Jimothy, you know, we're gonna let you figure out the second part of it, homie. You know, like, Half-Life is a video game. It's also a a term for radioactive materials, and at a certain time, the Half-Life is the measurement by which half of the material will have decayed. Uh, or something it doesn't like that. stop. Either. That's no.
1: That was that was a Webster's definition right there. You crushed yeah. that.
0: Yeah, we yeah we we fuck around, but we're actually
2: experts. No, on. but you you know that the, the half life doesn't stop. It just keeps. keeps they stopped it. They stopped the game two though.
0: There's no game three. So no, I
2: don't, no, no. I don't no I'm talking. T- I, I was talking about the elements and shit and. Oh, it
1: never and, decays all the way. It's, yeah, uh, it, it never it's a a curve. decays all the way, right. it always and it never half reaches that, zero. Half of that it just half of halves that and itself half and halves itself. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's, that's the kind that's, of that's, that's the wild. kind of
1: thing that keeps you up at night when you think that oh, they used to do nuclear bomb testing that just Above ground, and then just program. blast that stuff into the air,
0: dude. What keeps me up at night? How big the fucking sun is.
1: I saw ridiculous. I saw on Twitter they took and they overlaid like a two scale model of the United States over a high resolution image of a portion of the sun like a sunspot and there's this like sunspot on the surface of the sun right now and it's like four times as big as the United States of America a small blemish on the surface of the sun and the United States would fit in it four times
2: I have a better time staring at the moon than staring at the sun guys
1: Uh, you and and Donald Trump yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy um, you know like it's crazy the size of the sun in comparison to the sexual frustration of Jimothy test of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he probably turned off at this point he probably Dude. got this far waiting for his question to be answered and then like got really frustrated and just turned it off this way he is this guy. I mean, I,
2: I know I will have. Don't another come question to me with that. your sexual frustration questions. Yeah, man. just Do it like a man and figure it out for yourself. <sighs>
0: so, 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 um, Dusty, uh, <laughs> what games are you looking forward to, and and what are your final thoughts on the Half-Life and the episode that we just recorded?
1: Well, games that I'm looking forward to right now. Again, like I mentioned, I'm I'm a few years behind on my games. Uh, so the one that I'm and and we got a long winter ahead of us here in Wisconsin. Anybody in a northern climate right now, the pandemic still raging. Uh, the COVID is is no good. Uh, uh, my wife is a physician and works in a hospital, and they're up to their eyeballs in COVID patients. Ooh. And and what that means is we ain't going anywhere this winter. We're not going to see our friends. We're not yeah. hanging out. We're not going out to eat. We're not going to the movies because at any time we could be carrying around this potentially vi- deadly virus and giving it to the people around us. So yep. we're taking it seriously. We're hunkering uh, down. Uh, and and what that means for me is uh, I'm going to take a little more time this winter and, and uh, dig in on some video games. Dude, the that makes that you a hero. I, has, <laughs>
2: has that changed I, your grocery shopping uh, ways? You go. You got like a hazmat suit?
1: I we mask up, we take it seriously, uh and uh and gravity gun. I've always <laughs> I do my Gordon Freeman impression going in there. I run around and I pick things up and it goes bloop, bloop, okay, and uh, then i Aps- powered up and the capacity
2: is low. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, But, uh, no, um, what I'm looking forward to digging into this winter is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, man. I I love Red Dead Redemption. uh, Red Dead
2: Redemption is a great game. The original one is a great game. I haven't played the second one yet, but uh, here it's a borderline masterpiece slash crazy because, like, some of the mechanics, they say it, it takes... A long time to do things like uh when you're when you're like raiding through somebody's like cabinet or whatever you're like oh here pick up this can of soup oh here pick up this other can of soup <laughs> here pick up this other can of soup i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because i'm close the it. door like you have to do everything oh
0: oh i got you this
1: yeah. is very drawn out i actually one of the first reviews that I read about Red Dead Redemption 2 was written by this dude. I think it was PC Gamer. Um, And he's like, I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and 48 hours into my gameplay, I hadn't completed any of the quests or (laughs) any of the missions. (laughs) I had just wandered around in the countryside hunting deer and skinning them and hanging their pelts up to dry and cutting the meat and eating the meat. And I did this in nature because I live every day in the middle of a city and I never see nature Escapism. anymore. And this is the closest I will ever get to being a frontiersman going out and killing what I eat and living life to my fullest. And,
2: what and, the hell?
1: and he finished this <laughs> review and he said, I don't know how the gameplay is. I know that this game has prompted in me a period of soul searching that I have not done in my entire adult life. And I am now rethinking the decisions that led me to living here in the city. What the hell? (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) dude, but there is an entire generation of people who have grown up and, and have not known the great wide open spaces and, and Mm -hmm. the majesty of the mountains in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: time in green places.
1: It's that's where I go to unwind and unplug and and become myself again. And and I feel sorry for anybody that doesn't have access to that on a regular basis. Yep. And uh, Like and, over uh, here
2: in New, New Jersey is, it's a lot of it's a lot of woodsy uh, yeah, uh woods. it's 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 yeah, small so woods. You though. can escape into some woods, you know, if yeah. you get bored. Yeah, so it's actually I'll, pretty nice. To be I'll, able sometimes to have I'll do a
0: little that. bit of both. I'll bring uh, my Nintendo Switch out into the deer stand and get there like twenty minutes early, and I'll just be playing in the in the deer stand
1: in the, it's, in the darkness in the middle of the woods. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, it's it's everybody needs an escape. But man, I lived in uh, Miami, Florida for a year and a half, and uh, and and in a city like that, in bigger cities. There, there's no escape to nature, man. Um, Miami well, is it, just it, one well, big driven, right? Did, Dude, did
0: well, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles was like that.
1: Yeah. LA is the same way. And yep. uh, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, man. Well, hey, I think um, you got any other closing thoughts? Cl- cl- closing thoughts? I think I said clothing.
2: <laughs> clothing right. clothing thoughts?
0: Yeah, yeah, any shout-outs? Oh, I want you to talk about the Lead Balloon. Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, Lead Balloon. Uh, it's a podcast uh, that I do. Uh, I do it to uh, to promote my, my agency, my agency, PodCamp Media. Uh, we produce podcasts on behalf of brands, brands that want to use podcasts as a way to uh, engage with potential customers or uh, promote themselves as thought leaders in their field. We help them produce professional grade NPR level podcasts for anybody who Ooh. wants to listen to that. And as a part of that, um, every car salesman, uh, if you're a car salesman for Ford, you drive a Ford, right? And so Lead Balloon is the podcast that I produce to show off what we can do at PodCamp Media. And so it is an in-depth, storytelling, immersive podcast where we talk to public relations and marketing professionals about the worst day of their career or about a decision that they made that absolutely screwed things up or about a time that everything went wrong. And we parse the lessons that they learned from these, these absolute bottom-of-the-barrel moments um, and I say this as someone who's screwed up more often in his career than most people uh, because making mistakes makes you stronger at the end of the day. And so if you can learn from somebody else's mistakes and if it's done, if that story is told in a way that is fun and interesting and immersive, uh, I feel like uh, there's a lot that people in public relations and marketing can learn from that. So uh, that's what we do on Lead Balloon. And It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, there's,
2: there's, I'm pretty hyped now, actually. Super uh, hype.
1: We have a lot of fun. And and again, episode two of that podcast, I, uh, I go on to tell the story of the dumbest thing that I've ever done in my career uh, about how when I went to work at Milwaukee City Hall as their public relations representative, my first week on the job, I insulted in about the most dreadful way possible one of my new bosses, a member of the Milwaukee City Council, uh, to his face. Uh, and, uh, in episode two of Lead Balloon, I sit down with him seven years later and rehash the incident and we laugh about it and drink a beer because oh, wow. that's what you do with people in that's Wisconsin a, that's a good when you draw. insult them. That's <laughs> a good
0: draw. That's like a little commercial for the episode, man. I like, uh, I, I gotta go listen to it now. Yeah, for real. Lead really. Balloon. This is Dusty Weiss. He's from Wisconsin. He spent a year and a half in Florida and didn't like it. He kills deer. He's the president and founder of PodCamp Media. Thank you, Dusty. I didn't, I, I, I'm so happy that you came on. This is a great pleasure. I don't know how you feel, Ted. I learned uh, a lot. I did learn a lot. I, I especially liked the moment where you were telling us the, uh, the, the I can't even f- think of the words, but the depth by which you enjoyed and absorbed the audio design of the game. I think that was uh, one of the better parts of our show as a whole.
1: Well, oh, thanks. It's been a pleasure, gents, and uh, and certainly the audio of of Half Life Two and and uh, its family. I also play Portal. Portal sticks with me too. Yep. That's uh, a fun one. But uh, again, those are sounds and moments that uh, that trigger strong emotional reactions, even all these years later. And uh, I am looking forward to hopefully this winter. I'm going to sit down and play Half Life Two again because. Just talking about it with you guys yeah, and, and man. feeling the passion that you guys feel for it too—it's—it's it's got it's, me all fired up again.
0: Yeah, we 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 try and pull with those uh, nostalgia nut hairs, you know, get you back in the game. <laughs> 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 well, all right, uh, uh, thanks again, Dusty. This is this was great, man. Um, hopefully, we can do it in the, again in the future sometime. And um, what, what, we got to do a quick shout out to Dan Regfalt from Remotely FM, our homie. And super special musical shout out to B-Nap. You're probably hearing his music right now. He does the intro and the outro. He's our homie. Our music, our podcast is so much better because his music is actually on there. PodCamp Media, Lead Balloon, Dusty Weiss, Half-Life episode. I think that was pretty good. I think we could say goodbye now.
1: Goodbye. Peace. Matt and Teddy, my gentlemen, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Pleasure is ours as well. Peace out.